0: Today on Season 2, Episode 80 of the Unknown Packers Podcast, we hit you with a holiday week short pour. Will the Packers get back on track this week after their beat down by the 49ers? Does the Giants' offensive line and rookie quarterback give us the recipe for defensive dominance? Can the Packers' second line of receivers take advantage of the banged-up Giants' secondary? Listen in and find out. And now it's time for Know Your Enemy, short pour. Green Bay. green Bay, Green Bay Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast Touchdown, Dagger, Al Harris, 56 yards To a game-winning touchdown, Green Bay Packers Go Pack, go, Running isn't everything, but it's the only thing Green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, yeah. green and yellow. Unknown Packers podcast Green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow let me tell you this, Green Bay is a great town. This is Green Bay. Bay, Welcome to the Unknown Packers podcast. I am your solo host for today, Neebles. Today we are going back and doing a short pour episode. We have not done one for a while, and since this is a holiday week and everybody's busy, we figured let's just keep it short to the point. Most of the Unknown Packers productions crew are spending the holidays either out of town or with their families i personally am in sunny orlando florida right now where it's about 80 degrees and we've been hanging out by the pool for most of the day we had a couple days at the disney parks this week and it was a lot of fun yesterday was the first time in a very long time or probably ever that we have not had a traditional thanksgiving meal with the family my wife and two kids and I were at Hollywood Studios and just kind of hung out and did the park yesterday. Ate lots of lots of junk food, which was nice. And I did a little get a little bit of turkey in my system in the form of turkey jerky. I had to get something, so hey, it was better than nothing. So I hope you guys all had a nice holiday. I hope you were able to spend it with friends and family. And let's uh, go ahead and get down to business. I am calling this episode, Know Your Enemy Short poor. This is basically going to be my portion of the normal pregame episodes we have. I'm going to go over a little bit of Giants statistical information and injury injury report, and that'll be it. It'll be a very short show, maybe 10-15 minutes long, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Now, the Giants have lost seven consecutive games, and their record is 2-9. and which is one game worse than it was after 11 games last season. Big difference between last season and this season is Eli Manning is no longer at the helm. He he has been benched in favor of rookie Daniel Jones. Now, Eli Manning, could this be the end of his career? Will he call it quits for next season, or do you see him playing somewhere else? I kind of honestly think that unless he gets a great offer and someone is really, really, really desperate for a quarterback— I believe he is going to just ride off into the sunset. Maybe do some TV stuff with his brother. Who knows? Quarterback Daniel Jones started off the year as a tip, like a typical rookie would. However, he has come on strong as of lately. This season, he leads all rookie quarterbacks with 17 touchdown passes to eight interceptions. Now, like I mentioned, he's kind of started to find his groove lately. He has thrown a touchdown pass in nine consecutive starts which is the fourth longest active streak in the NFL. 11 of his 17 touchdowns have actually come in the last four games and are paired with only one interception. So he has kind of cleaned up his game and started to play like the quarterback that, uh, that they thought they were drafting. Typically, when you talk about the Giants, the one guy that everybody thinks about is Saquon Barkley. As you know, he did suffer a high ankle sprain earlier this season. He was expected to be out a lot longer than he actually was. He came back four weeks sooner than expected. But I don't know if it's because of the injury or because of the offensive line, which we'll talk about a little bit later. He has not been the explosive back that he was before the injury. Over the last five games, Barkley averages just 2.8 yards per carry and 44.8 yards per game on the ground. So that is a far cry from what he was doing last year. I am sure that uh, owners of him in Fantasy have not been happy, but hey, what are you going to do? Now, as a receiver, he is averaging just 4.8 catches for 37 yards during that same span. Now, he only has two touchdowns from the line of scrimmage in that time as well. Overall, his stats for the year are 118 carries for 461 yards and two touchdowns. So again, Hopefully he's gonna start get he's gonna start going eventually. Hopefully this is not the week to do so. Of course, you know, doing a little bit of research for for this episode, you read through all the Giants blogs and whatnot, and everybody's licking their chops at the chance for him to get going against the Packers. I am hoping that they will be able to contain him, similarly to what they did to Zeke because he is one guy that that I believe that Patton does have to still game plan for, even though he has not had that great of a season yet. I'm going to talk about the receivers here in a second, but they don't really have any receivers that you need to be overly concerned about. That's why I think that their their focus should still be on Barkley, because that's one guy, he is a game changer. You just do not want to allow him the chance to get going. Now, going back to the receivers, Obviously you are aware that uh, that they traded away Odell Beckham Jr in the offseason and he was their most controversial yet explosive offensive weapon. Trading him left them pretty darn thin at the receiver position and this week they are going to be even thinner as wide receiver Golden Tate is out with a concussion. Now Golden Tate he is one of those guys that the Packers always seem to have trouble with. So I am I'm not I am In no way glad that he has the concussion, but I am glad that we don't have to face him. Like I said, he gives us trouble, and I will take any advantage that we can get. So that being said, Darius Slayton is going to lead the way coming into this weekend. He has 31 receptions for 461 yards and five touchdowns this season. Now, their next receiver up would be Sterling Shepard, who... He has 30 receptions, but only 282 yards and one touchdown. And the reason why his numbers are so low is he, in fact, is just coming back this week from a five-week break due to a concussion of his own. So the concussion bug has hit hard over there in New York. Sterling Shepard is one to watch out for. Hopefully he does have some rust that he's going to need to shake off. But you definitely cannot overlook him. One area that the Packers have struggled this year is covering tight ends. Now, we may catch yet another break as tight ends Evan Engram and Rhett Ellison are both questionable, possibly leaving the Giants' third and fourth stringers Caden Smith and Scott Simonson to pick up the slack. So, looking at their stats, I didn't jot them down, but... Caden Smith and Scott Simonson, they only have a couple catches for, I think, less than 50 yards a uh, piece this season. So that's one group that luckily we shouldn't have to worry about much this weekend. The Giants' offense is averaging 19.7 yards per game, which is good for 24th in the league. They have 315 yards per game, which is 25th in the league. They averaged 219.5 passing yards, which is good for 22nd in the league, and 95.5 rushing yards per game, which is good for which is good for 25th. Now back to the offensive line that I mentioned earlier. you talking about Barkley and his struggles. Is it due to the injury, which he completely denies, or is it due to the lousy play of the offensive line? Now looking at them, the Giants have given up 35 sacks this season. So expect whoever is lined up over the left tackle Nate Soldier to feast. Um, he has allowed more than 40 quarterback pressures this season, which is the the most in the league. The Giants overall has allowed Jones to be pressured on 28.6% of his drop backs since week f- since week 5, which is also worse than the league. So this is the this this game is going to be the perfect game for the Packers defensive line and the Smith brothers. I do expect them each to have a sack. You know, I expect Clark getting in there get a sack. One thing you have to note about Jones is he, as I mentioned, the stats he only has one interception over the last several games. You know, over the last, you know, compared to eleven touchdowns, so he does not throw picks very often. However, he is one that will fumble the ball easily. He can be easily stripped. He just does not have very good ball security. So I could definitely see. Our our defensive line getting in there and getting turnovers that way, which is very important, seems to be very important to our you know our, our style of defense. The Giants, you know, speaking of turnovers, the Giants have a minus eleven turnover ratio. They have twenty five giveaways and fourteen takeaways. The only team that's worse than them is Tampa Bay. So. Again, that is something that is going to play to the Packers' defensive strengths, and I do think that we need to take advantage of that if we're going to have a chance to win. Now, flipping to the other side of the ball, let's talk a little bit about the Giants' defense. I think that this is going to be a good week for the Packers' offense, good week for us to get back on track. The Giants' defense definitely does not scare me. They are likely going to pit Janoris. Janoris Jenkins on Devontae Adams, and that, from what I've been reading, is making Giants fans very nervous. He has been eaten up by top receivers this season. Now, this could be a perfect bounce-back game for Green Bay and a nice bounce-back game for Adams as well. Get him going for the rest of the season. Talking about the Packers receiver... It's not been a very good three-game stretch for the Packers, you know, despite the return of Adams. The team has posted its two worst offensive performances of the year, being held under 200 total yards of offense in their losses to the Chargers and the 49ers. Now, one of the big reasons is that is the lack of production for wide receivers not named Devontae Adams. Now going over the stat lines here as I was taking some notes, you know, we're looking at Geronimo Allison, MVS, Alan Lazard, and Jake Coomero. Over the last three games, Geronimo has nine targets for eight catches for 36 yards. MVS has six targets, one catch for seven yards. Alan Lazard has 12 targets, seven catches, seventy-eight yards, and Jake Coomero has five targets, two catches, and twenty-three yards. So that is not going to cut it. Now, is that more of Rodgers has his shiny toy back in Adams and is just completely tunnel vision? Has tunnel vision, his blinders on, and just going to him, trying to force the ball to him? Or have the other receivers kind of slacked? And I'm going to go more towards Rodgers trying to force it into Adams. I mean you look when he was out those 4 games these other other receivers were flourishing they were winning they were getting the ball to Jones a lot more it just seemed like Rodgers had was forced to spread the ball around more which which was which led to much better offensive production so hopefully given the secondary issues that the Giants are having Rodgers will get back to Rodgers and LaFleur will get back to spreading that ball out a little bit more and you know they just really need to feed the rock to to Jones. Now the Giants number two through four corners are each allowing passer ratings of over 110 and that should bode well for our receiving core. Another avenue that Rodgers should be able to exploit this weekend is utilizing the tight ends. Safety Jabril Peppers is out with a fracture of the transfers process so the Giants are going to be looking to counter Graham with either 35-year-old Antoine Bethea or rookie Julian Love or Michael Thomas, that is going to be a huge mismatch for the Packers. If Rodgers can get those tight ends involved over the middle, I think that uh, we could run all over them all day. It'll be kind of nice seeing you know that uh, the tight end ex- exploitation going the other way for once. The Giants and Packers are tied for the for the most 40-plus yard passing plays allowed. And that is the league worst. The Giants have surrendered 45 plays of 20-plus yards, which is actually two more than the Packers had. So they're pretty much even as far as allowing those plays. And I do think that uh, with the receiving core that we do have, I think the advantage still goes to the Packers. I think our safeties and and DBs will be able to lock down their receivers. I think that uh, our receivers should should have the advantage over the Giants secondary. Now, to kind of give you a summary of the Giants defense, they are allowing 28 points per game, which is good for 29th. They are giving up 377 yards per game total, which is 27th. They give up 260 passing yards, which is 26th in the league, and 117.5 rushing yards, which is 22nd in the league. So, again... I do think that this is the game to get the offense firing on all cylinders. I know it is just the Giants, and they they are not a good football team. But after the game they had against San Francisco last week, I do believe that they go out and you just have to put your foot on the gas and and just destroy the Giants. It'll be a huge confidence builder and something to build on going forward for the, the rest of the season. The Packers offense, you know, just to kind of wrap things up with their stats here. The Packers offense is averaging twenty three point five points per game, which is good for thirteenth in the NFL. They are twenty first in yards per game at three hundred and forty one point six. Um, they have they average two hundred thirty eight point two passing and one hundred and three one hundred and three point five yards rushing. Their defense is allowing twenty two points per game, which is good for fourteenth three hundred eighty. yards per game which is 28th with 255 passing yards per game which is good for 23rd and 125 rushing yards per game i'm going to finish off here with a quick injury report looking at the giant side of the ball we have zach diossi who did not participate and again this is as of thursday yesterday's uh practice i don't have any notes for friday as of yet so zach diossi did not participate Brett Ellison did not participate. Evan Engram did not participate. Jabril Peppers did not participate. And Golden Tate also did not participate. And Jabril Peppers, as well as Golden Tate, I do believe have already been ruled out. As far as the Packers are concerned, Devontae Adams was a limited participant. Brian Balaga, surprisingly, was a limited participant yesterday. So he went from did not practice to a limited participant yesterday, which is which is huge. Jimmy Graham is was limited. Mercedes Lewis did not participate, but that is not injury-related. Blake Martinez was a full participant. Will Redman was a limited participant. Darnell Savage was a limited participant. Robert Tanyan was a full go. Danny Vitale was a full go. And Shramon Williams was limited. Everybody else is good to go. So overall, I do think that this game is a good one to get the backers back on track. Obviously, we're playing the Dryants, and no game is a gimme. But if there is one to kind of get a little bit of confidence back, I do hope that this is the one. Thank you once again for listening. I do hope that everybody had a nice holiday. I am your host, Neebles, and this is the Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers Podcast. Make sure that you're tuning in to TuneIn Radio. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, and a variety of other podcast platforms. Don't forget to say, Hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers podcast. That's right, we're good friends with Alexa. Make sure you're checking out our website, theunknownpackers.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Reddit, the Unknown Packers podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm Bryce Christensen, and this is. The Unknown Packers Podcast.